on FaceTime, shutting up the place, boating on my relationship. Me, I go put you on lockdown. I put your body on lockdown. Mm, you got me on lock now. You got my personal lock. Oh, if you love me, you should let me. Hey guys, welcome to In the Spotlight with your friend and brother. That was the, a song by Coffee, um, titled Lockdown. Now, today, I just want to uh, welcome all of you and thank you all for sharing this podcast, for always sharing my podcast, for always listening to my podcast. Um, I know that many times some of you have said to me, Roger, you need more guests. Get some, you know, some guests to come on and talk. And to be honest, I've been trying to reach out to get guests to come on on this podcast. But we all know that people tend to join a podcast when it becomes popular. When you become famous, that's when you get a lot of people to come on and talk. Away from that, you're on your own and you have to just do your podcast open that it will reach those who need to hear the message. Those who want to engage in um frank discussion in a more um discussion conducive to thinking um it's conducive to for for us to use our mental capacity to think and to reason and so i want to begin with a quote from a book by david benner and it's called the gift of being yourself and he said and i quote nothing is more important for if we find our true self, we find God. And if we find God, we find our most authentic self. And so that is from David Benner, who writes the book, The, the Gift of Being Yourself, The Sacred Call to Self-Discovery. And so this morning, I, I really want to, to look at um, our situation, um, the current situation in Jamaica where um, a lot of people, um, the country is currently on a three-day lockdown, uh, basically no movement, the government call it, and no movement days. And it's basically seven days um, um, by the government um, for them to kind of decrease the, the, the amount of um, positive COVID tests, um, positive cases rather, in Jamaica. We know that Jamaica is known for its beaches, for its resources, for its food, for its culture, and for its people. And so a lot of people who have booked their tickets to go to Jamaica are now reconsidering going to Jamaica. Not because of crime, not because of violence, not because of economic hardships, but because of the COVID measures being put in place to help the government to curtail the the pandemic to curtail the covid positive covid cases in the island and so it is important and i want to use this medium i want to use this medium to encourage all jamaicans all people everyone who will listen to this podcast i want to invite you to to reconsider to take the vaccine to take whatever vaccine that is available um i always will promote the moderna the Pfizer, and I'll promote the AstraZeneca, which is currently in most countries, especially in Jamaica. And so for me, I can tell you I've received the vaccine, um, for the, and I think this is now three months now since I've received the vaccine, or two months, 
um, since I last received the vaccine, the second dose, and I want to encourage you um, to take it. I am feeling well. I'm okay. I do not have a microchip. I I don't. I'm not rich. I'm not hearing sounds in my head. I am not. Uh, there's nobody connected me. There's no microchip. There's no six six six. I'm not being controlled by Bill Gates. I'm okay. And so I want to just take this opportunity to encourage Jamaicans, to encourage good citizens to desist and to resist the urge to engage in propaganda theories and uh, the, the conspiracies of you know 666 and the mark of the beast and that we have been ruled by the, the Bill Gates and that we're going to turn into zombies. I think sometimes we watch too much um, our movies on, on, on these channels and, and, and websites. And we, yes, we do not know what the future will bring because before we had COVID vaccine and we had the COVID vaccine um, almost a year now and people, you know, before, before we had the COVID vaccine, a lot of a lot of um, commentators, uh, critics, um, myself included, we were concerned about, you know, how long will we be in a, in this pandemic? How long? And I was worried because I was saying, damn, we may have to um, cover up and stay in, and this is the end of time and end days and all this stuff. I was one of them, so I, I'm guilty of that. But. Thank God for technology. Thank God for scientists. Thank God for those who work beyond the clock. When we are sleeping and dreaming or building or buying stuff, they are working beyond um, time, working, trying to make sure that they, they come up with a vaccine that can not only resist you know, the likelihood um, of us you know, ending up in an ICU or... God forbid, dying. Um, but they have been working around the clock to make sure that we as citizens, we as, as, as a people, as humanity, can have a vaccine that will not... And we know this. We, we all have a seatbelt in our car. We wear the seatbelt. The seatbelt does not prevent death, but it can help prevent the likelihood of dying. We know that. And so I want us to see the vaccines as the seatbelt in a car. If you're driving fast and you crash, more than likely you're going to die. But if you're wearing the seatbelt, there's a, a, a less chance of you dying because the airbag will go off and you'll be okay, hopefully. But nevertheless, things happen. And so it's the same with the vaccine. The vaccine is there to help mitigate, to help prevent us from, from, from going into the ICU. It's there to help us, um, you know, ending up dying. You know, eventually we will all die, yes. I've, re I've heard those arguments. Yes, we will all die. But in this moment in time, if we have science and if we have faith and God give reason to humanity to help us live better lives, why not use the technology that we have to make us better? And so I'm encouraging us, take the vaccine and, you know, do what you have to do. Do what you have to do, all right? And so um, basically, I, I just want to 
to to comment on the the the, the, the recent um, surge in Jamaica. Um, a lot of um, a, a lot of people are are pretty upset, whether it be dieted PMP or dieted JLP or those on the fence. They're pretty upset because some of them um, have received their full dose of the COVID um, vaccine. They have been obeying the protocols. They have been, you know, social distancing. They have been unsanitizing. They have been um, wearing their mask. And they have been, like, keeping away from large crowds, staying home and, you know, doing something different. But apparently... Um, the government felt pressured by the entertainment sector in Jamaica and by many private sector um, organizations who truly care about the um, their inflow of cash. Um, I'm not sure if anybody has seen what is happening, but I have noticed that on the foreign trading that many companies have received surplus of money during the pandemic, especially June 2020 of last year, when there was a lockdown. Many companies are reporting this year that they have received 10 times more than the amount of, of money. And probably we know this because people are at home, they're shopping online, they're investing, um, whatever they're doing. But people are doing more stuff online. And so because they're not going out, they're able to shop more. And many of these wholesale supermarkets and, and, and online companies, they're making huge profits. And so for, for many of them, they're making money. But for the, the guy in the corner who owns a corner shop or is running a local corner restaurant at the side, it's difficult for him, even with the use of uh, um, having an app to cook and send food. Many people are, are still reluctant in using their debit card or their credit card online. To, to shop for food, especially knowing that the process of receiving a new credit card or a new debit card is going to take a while, especially since people are working from home. But people are frustrated. People are frustrated um, because of the COVID measures. They are frustrated. And, and, and to be honest, if you've been following the rules, if you've been following the rules of... Um, you know, the protocols uh, given by the CDC and the health ministry, Minister of Health and Wellness in Jamaica, then you'll be f fully frustrated as to why you who are fully um, vaccinated should now obey the protocols given. But we must understand um, that to be head of a country, one of the gods. That's the first thing. To be a leader, you must be willing, you must be willing to undergo the pain of insults and discouragement. You have to be willing to know that you are going to be shunned and accused of wrongdoing. And so it is important to set the example. Now we know that Andrew is called Bro God. And Bro God is a, is a is a term given to a friend who is considered to be a, you know, a friend who looks out for you all the time. It's a friend that you can trust, you know, a, a friend whose loyalty you don't have to question. And so a lot of Jamaicans during the elections of 
last year and four years ago, quest they 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 call Andrew Oles bro God because of his popularity, because of his um his connection with the poor and the people, the young people, and uh, of course many were threatened, they were afraid that this young and vibrant Andrew Oles would threaten the political landscape, and of course he did. Andrew Olness being the the Prime Minister, I think he's Prime Minister, he has been installed as Prime Minister for, for three times now. Um, he was installed Prime Minister after the um, the Tival incursion and the resignation of the Honourable Bruce Golden. And he was installed as Prime Minister then. He went up against um, the Honourable Portia Simpson Miller. Um, he lost that election. Portia became Prime Minister. And again, he won the election against Portia. Portia resigned and he became prime minister. He was indeed popular and he is still popular. He's still one of the most um, popular prime minister in the Caribbean and in Jamaica. Of course, um, again, he won the, 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 the third, the second general election for him. Um, he won it against uh, the, the Honorable Peter Phillips. Um, and of course, Peter Phillips went into retirement. Well, well, he resigned from being um, leader of the opposition, but not, he didn't went into political retirement because he's still in parliament. But nevertheless, Andrew Olness has bear the brunt. Um, he was the youngest prime minister or the youngest member of parliament, rather, um, who was elected to parliament. I think he was elected in 1993, as the youngest um, um, parliamentarian, uh, politician rather, in, in parliament. And so um, Andrew, Andrew has seen the worst, I believe, um, since he has been in politics for so long. Um, he has engaged in, in different um, spectrum of the society. Um, he was elected to lead the Ministry of Youth, I believe, and Education. And uh, he was also in the shadow ministry of various ministries in government. Now, Andrew Olness um, grew up in, in St. Catherine. And I just want to focus on the person who we're talking about this morning. And sometimes when we talk about the prime minister, we, for, we totally forget that these people who, who, who we elect um, as government officials, sometimes we forget we elect them but they come from somewhere they come from a family they come from a community they come from a body of um, people and so we have to always look on where they're coming from so he was a, a graduate of the St. Catherine High School that's where he met his, his current wife um, Juliet Olness and of course they know share the political spectrum and they both they have two kids, two children together. Um and Joelness have been accused many times um by the, the current generation, the current um political critics of being a dictator. There was a, a poli uh, a political candidate and caretaker um who called Andrewness um Hitler for reasons unknown since we know that Hitler um murdered millions of people, millions of Jews in Germany. 
and so it was it was a bit foolish for one to want to for one to call um the prime minister of jamaica hitler since we know that andrew Oles have not killed according to our knowledge and our information millions of jamaica so it would be rather and, and I, I i was a bit um you know upset by that statement um our name calling because you don't just call people names without having good reference you know you don't just do that especially if you're a public figure you try to make sure that if you're calling somebody a name then the name has connection you don't just call people name and then you know try to make a big rush or bang out of something but nevertheless we we, we look at Andrew Olness um, coming up as a young politician he did well in the Ministry of Farm Education and he also um, had competition from Audley Shaw Minister Shaw and he also had competition again um, from the Honourable Dr. Christopher Tufton, who is currently the Minister of Health and Wellness, and he's doing a very good job. Now, Andrew Olness um, would always tell you that he, um, he, he grew up in a single-parent household, even though his father was around, but he grew up with his mom being the main breadwinner and provider for his family. Andrew Olness is a people person. He's a caring person. And he always tends to listen to the um the voice on the ground. Now when I say always, it's not that I'm in his political circle, but based on his his social communication, based on his 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 hands on approach to things, one can tell that Andrew Olness is very much um a people person um yes we all have moments where we come off as better than but andrew Olness is one of the prime ministers that in jamaica that we can say is indeed hands-on and indeed understand the political landscape of our country now what we're seeing now is that andrew Olness trying to please the masses in jamaica trying to remain brogard has fall short by trying to please everybody. And we see that every time when we have political leaders or religious leaders or even in the family. When the parent try to please the child or the children, they try to become the friend of their sons or their daughters. But that doesn't work out properly. It normally doesn't work out well if the parent try to become the friend or you know, a, a close friend of their of their child or children, and so we see that in the case of Andrew Olis, where he is trying to become um, the friend of Jamaica, and in becoming the friend of Jamaica, he was trying to please, you know, everybody. He was trying not to have a political, um, he, he was trying not to have a, any political instability, or any riots on the street from any sector of society, you know, protesting or burning things or looting. And as I said, Andrew Olness is well aware of what is happening within the Caribbean, within the world, and within his own Jamaica, in his own country. And so, Andrew Olness decided on July 1st to grant um, the entertainment sector to basically to open up the country. He, he, he flew the gate and Everybody jump in. Everybody jump in. 
the entertainment sector was fully open, the churches, bars, stores, and everybody was doing everything, rivers, beaches, everything was going wild in Jamaica. Andrew Olness thought that this was the best way forward. And of course, in his press conference, he was, you could see that he was timid, that he was a bit nervous to, to even announce it or to say it. And he, he know that experimenting and letting open, open up the gate, that this was going to happen. He was aware that this was going to happen. But how can you teach a child something that this was going to happen? By actually making them feel the pain. And in feeling the pain, the parent will also be blamed for the child situation. Because we as human beings, we don't normally like to, to admit where we are wrong. To admit that we are sorry. To admit that we have said something and we have done something wrong. And so we always try to blame others. And that is what is happening now with the Prime Minister of Jamaica. Andrew Olness is being blamed for the current situation in Jamaica. He has been blamed for, according to a lot of people, being stupid, being foolish, bowing to pressure, listening to the private sector, listening to the entertainment sector. The country was doing so well with the COVID measures. And all of a sudden, everything is now open. And everything, and now we are going back into lockdown again. And it was a foolish move. But we, you and I, we must always recall, especially some of us, that we called for the government to open up the country. We wanted more freedom in movement, in doing what we want to do. Some of us, um, I see on Facebook and Instagram, what said, there's no COVID. COVID is a fraud, it's a lie, it's a joke. You know? And as I quoted earlier, some people saying Bill Gates and the 666, and there's a microchip, and we're going to turn in a zombie. And Joel bowed. He gave in. And now he's facing one of the biggest crises of his political career. The crisis of a health, of the, of the health sector. The sector is in deep waters at this moment. Even though we're receiving J&J vaccines, according to the Ministry of Health and Wellness, that we'll be receiving J&J vaccine today, um, August 23rd, 2021, tonight at the Norman Manley Airport. Last week, we received the Pfizer vaccine from the U.S. government to help um, curtail the COVID surge. Now, what we're seeing now is the third wave of the COVID vaccine. Jamaica is being wrecked once again and been moving to a more serious economic situation where those who have money and resources will survive and those who have none will have to eat crackers and water. We must admit as a country and as a nation that we are also responsible for the COVID measures. I went to Jamaica 
in May. And I was there until June, the end of June, and the middle week of June, I was there until June. I went there for one month. And when I walked the streets of downtown Kingston, I went to Negreland, Ocho Rios, St. Anne's, I went to uh, Manchester. And I saw people flaunting the room, the, the rules. People walking without masks. Everybody dancing and talking up into face, no, no social distancing. Everybody was doing what they were doing. And nobody cared about COVID vaccine. Nobody cared about the pandemic. Everybody wants to do what they want to do. And the police, the police force, the officers, they were afraid to even carry out arrest because, you know, citizens not wearing their mask. No, yes, we can always say Andrew was stupid to listen to us. But it was we who were calling for him to open the country. It was you and I who were calling for him to relax the rules, to allow more people, for people to do this, to do that. Now today, you and I are silent. We are quiet. We have nothing to say but to blame government. When last have you and I put on our mask properly and keep our distance and receive our vaccine? We cannot complain that we don't have access to, to vaccine in Jamaica. We do have access to vaccine in Jamaica. Many of us are still quiet. Don't want to take it, still listening to YouTube 15 minute videos about conspiracy theories. While the poor doctors at the UA and, 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 and KPH and in Manchester working their ass off to make sure that our brothers and sisters are, are receive best health care and are able to leave the hospital. It is you and I as citizens, it is you and I who can stop this lockdown. Only you and I can prevent another lockdown. Only you and I can stop the surge of the, of the COVID in our country. We cannot say that we love Jamaica and Jamaica is my land. Jamaica is my homeland. But yet still, you and I are not willing to promote the safety and the validity of the COVID vaccine. Those who have social media power and influence, Many times they'll they be posting videos of them dancing or talking nonsense. But where are these influencers, social media influencers? Where are they to come and say, I have received my COVID vaccine? Or I'm not going to receive it, but I'm going to keep my distance. I'm going to wear my mask and, and you should do the same. Friends, I saw last week in the Jamaica Observer there was an, a, a picture on the front page of the Jamaica Observer with the face mask on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the eyes of the Prime Minister of Jamaica. 
Oh, insult him. Oh, insult him for such a paper to portray the Prime Minister with the face mask on his eyes. Especially in a time when we're trying to win the battle of getting majority of our people to receive the COVID vaccine. What a ridiculous depiction of the Prime Minister. Oh, insensitive is that person to print such picture when we know that our people are reluctant in taking the COVID vaccine. And so I want to encourage all of us, for those who have not received the COVID vaccine, let us stop blaming the government. The government is doing their duty by encouraging us to take the vaccine, by putting in measures for us to follow. And they have received the Pfizer and they're going to receive the J&J tonight. They've also received the AstraZeneca vaccine. And they have encouraged us all along to receive the COVID vaccine. And so it is your duty. It is your duty. We have no other choice. It is your duty. As a, someone who say you love Jamaica. You love Jamaica. And Jamaica is better than anywhere else. And how can I not be a Jamaican? I've seen those memes on social media. It is therefore your turn. To prove that you truly love Jamaica by going forward and receiving that vaccine. There's no 666. There's no Bill Gates. There's no zombie. Uh, uh, um, whatever going to take over. We have to do the right thing. We have people who have studied, who have worked their butts off in those labs to make sure that you and I can receive a vaccine that will prevent the likelihood of us dying or ending up in the ICU. Nobody is saying that you're not going to die. Nobody's not saying that you're not going to end up in the ICU. Nobody's not saying you're not going to catch COVID. But what we're saying that it will help prevent the likelihood of you ending up there. But you will take a chance, eh? And you, that will take a chance by not taking the vaccine. When you end up in the ICU at one of our local hospitals, those poor doctors who have to leave their family and come to work to care for you, for your irresponsibility. That is a selfish act and a selfish behavior. To be a leader is rough. It's a tough calling. Sometimes it's an even miserable calling. But some we have to have leaders. And that is why we need tough leaders. Not not leaders that will dictate how we should behave and live and work. But leaders who lead by example. Andrew Oles have been leading by example. He has received the vaccine himself, his wife. And yesterday he took his two kids. On Saturday, I believe, Saturday, he took his two sons to receive the COVID vaccine at the Jamaica College Auditorium.
He has been leading by, leading by example as Prime Minister of Jamaica. I don't believe that you receive a lot of credit as Prime Minister of Jamaica since you are always complaining. And it is always said that someone who is always complaining can never be grateful. And we as Jamaicans complain a lot. And so most of the time we are not so grateful for what we have and where we are going. And so as we move forward as a nation, as a country, as a people and as citizens of this world, we have to play our part, play our part in stopping the spread of the COVID vaccine by getting vaccinated, by being responsible citizens. If you believe in God, then you know that God created everything and made all things possible. Therefore, whatever we have, it is created for the good of humanity. And so for those who reject the vaccine because it is not of God, then ask the question, why, why is it that God gives the human, the human species the ability to reason, to think, to build, and to destroy? God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to earth in the form of human flesh, human flesh and blood. He took on our likeness except sin and bear the brunt of our own weaknesses. Jesus is not immune to the reality of human suffering. And if he is not immune to human suffering, it means that if he was here, he would have allowed himself to be crucified by the COVID vaccine to show us that he too can undergo suffering. But I'm also sure that if the option for him was to receive the COVID vaccine, Jesus the Christ would have also received the COVID vaccine. Let us play our part. Let us stop blaming government and blame ourselves. Blame ourselves for calling for the restriction to ease. Let's blame ourselves for not playing our part in making Jamaica a safer place to live, to work, and to do business, and indeed to worship God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share this podcast. And please, if you want to be a part of this discussion or be a guest speaker on this podcast, please hit me up at 954-449-5738. That's 954-449-5738. Let us link. Let's talk. Have a good day.